Hello, my friends. Brett Battison coming at you from the financial capital of the West. That is Spencer Nelson, Salt Lake City, Utah, where we've got Spencer Nelson, Brian Hunsaker. How you doing? The whole crew. Yeah. Today. What's up, Bretter? Oh, good things, Spencer. Good things. In fact, you want to know what we're doing? What are we doing? We're holding the podcast, Spencer. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we're doing. And I'm so excited about this podcast today because we've got everyone here and because the topic is timely. We have been sending out, as we always do, we call it a a check-in with clients at least once a quarter, just a check-in to see how they're feeling, how to see how they're feeling about two main things, the market and their financial future. And it's been interesting to me, and, and when clients, and you two know this, when clients, when the market's good, people feel confident about the market. When it's bad, they feel bad about the market. So the market's really wishy-washy, right? And, and we'll talk to clients about that and sort that out with them. But the one thing that's, that's not wishy-washy is confidence in your financial future. Some people put down that they're not confident about their financial future. And as we were talking the other day, guys, we, it comes down to two main reasons as to why people are not confident in their financial future. And the first one, the first reason why people may not be confident is because they have no plan. And that brings uncertainty into their life. And Spencer, you can speak to that more than anybody as you lead the financial planning within our company. Talk to us about no plan what people, how people feel, and then when they get a plan, you know, how, how do they feel? Is there a difference? Well, I think the uncertainty is absolutely what brings uh, concern and stress and all of those things. People have an idea of where they want to be, but they don't know if they're heading in that direction in terms of financially. Hey, I want to retire by the age of such and such. I, I, I want to be able to maintain my standard of living but they actually don't know what it takes to get there and they don't know if they're doing the things that it takes to get there. And so from a financial planning process, we're able to kind of look at their goals and either say, hey, what you're doing right now is great, let's keep doing it. Most of the time, what we do is we say, hey, these things are good, we need to make some minor modifications. We need to, I always use the term, live intentionally. We need to be intentional with where we're allocating money. But as we do that and help people understand, look, if you're able to do A, B, and C, whatever those A, B, and C, and it always has to come with income, you know, money coming in and then money going out, and where is it going out to, then we're able to sit down and say, hey, you are on the right track. And that, I think that phrase alone and them seeing as we run the numbers and forecast things out over the next 10, 15, 20, even 30 years, they, they realize, oh, I am on the right track. Or, hey, we need to make these changes. And there's a peace of mind that comes from that. Whether it's you, me, or any of our clients, that peace of mind is what people are looking for. As I think of clients that have had kind of an aha moment in this regard, right? The financial future. Some people might wake up one morning or, or stay up all night thinking about it. Whatever they're doing, some people have that aha moment where they're like, holy crap, I'm retiring in five years or 10 years or 15 years, whatever it is, or I'm already retired, and I don't know how much money I need to live comfortably. I don't know if my money's going to last. I don't know how I should be invested. 
I don't know if there's another 2008 if I'm going to make it through it. All of those things are people are wondering about and do you answer all those things? Absolutely. We answer all we answer all of those things and more. Um but I, I would tell our listeners, it's great to have that aha moment, but it's better to just start right now before you have that <laughs> aha moment and think, oh, crap, I got to get a financial plan. I don't have anything. Look, just call. Let's do it. Um, it's a really easy process. We're on the phone for about 30 minutes. I gather all the data, and then I do the analysis, and then we get back together and I present it to you. And there hasn't been a situation that I've come across thus far that we haven't been able to work through and actually make some really good suggestions and recommendations on modifications to make within a person's plan. And uh, and it doesn't alter their lifestyle hugely or it make any huge changes. It's just these minor modifications that actually on the back end uh, will produce the results that they're looking for. So you build a plan with them. We help execute that plan. And is it fair to say those that have that plan and review it annually with you or somebody else, is it fair to say that they are more comfortable in the day-to-day fluctuations of the stock market? Based on my experience, yes. Based on my experience, because we talk through the scenarios of the market going up and going down and how that impacts the plan over the long term. Because, I, and, and I'll say this, I think people that have a plan have much more of a long-term perspective and, dare I say, healthier perspective than people who don't and, and get concerned on the day-to-day noise of the market. I think that um, one of the things that Spencer does when he's doing a plan with uh, one of our customers is they look at all the different potential scenarios, a, a bad market, a good market, everything in between, and, uh, and that is built into the plan. You, we know that we're going to have ups and downs in the market, and that's part of, that's part of the plan. Okay, in that regard, then, perfect segue, Brian, because the other main concern that people have of not feeling confident in the financial future. There's one, the plan that Spencer alluded to, talked about. Second one, all hell's going to break loose, Brian. Armageddon's coming. Armageddon. Hyperinflation. Governments are going to fail. Currencies are going to go to zero. (laughs) Yeah. Failure, yeah. I mean, Jim Rickards has me wanting to crawl underneath my bed and cry, him and Harry Dent. Mm Mm-hmm. What do I do about that uncertainty, Brian? Yeah, it, I think it's uh, it's it creates a lot of fear um, with uh, our clients. It creates a lot of fear with, for everybody, which is their goal, right? To sell something, right? They're Sorry, se- they're selling books, yeah. selling newsletters, yep. uh, selling a you know a subscription service to to their information, and uh, it's not really it's not really a plan. Uh, I don't know how you plan for Armageddon, um, and I would I would say that historically, uh, what they're predicting has never happened. How do you how do you plan about around something that's never really happened? Where you talk about all the currencies currency failures. Now we're not saying that the markets won't have a correction. 
that we, we, it will happen and, and it will continue to happen. It's happened in the past and it will continue to happen in the future. Um, but having money is very fluid. It moves to where it's treated well. There's a great quote in here by Nick Murray. We, we quote him all the time. And he, he, he has a little letter here that I just want to read um, one, one sentence here. It says, in the long run, capital is rational. And thus it flows away from the environments in which it's punished and towards those in which it's rewarded. Think about that. In the long run, money is, uh, is rational. And what does that mean? It means, and to me, what that means is money will go to where it's treated well. You think somebody who's rational, mm-hmm. or if, if capital is rational, which I believe it is, it'll go to where it's treated well. And so what does that mean with how we invest? Well, we, we invest in companies where it's treat, where money or capital is treated well. That's the whole kind of basis behind our, our four-step process. Our four-step yeah. four process. We invest in business we understand with long-term competitive advantages, which are really, which, that's really important. And so when you think about how money is treated and it's treated well, capital is treated well, if we buy great businesses that treats capital well, you're going to be fine. Well, yes, we're going to have corrections, and yes, we're going to have downturns. We're going to have uh, recessions, and but if you invest wisely and for the long term, you'll be okay. Well, and I think I'll add to that quickly. Um, I like how he says over the long term, yeah. because at times in the short run, capital isn't rational, and that's where our process takes advantage of those situations. When capital, you know, there's an imbalance and people are getting out of something because of an emotional reaction, you know, whatever it is. In the short run, sometimes it is irrational. People are irrational. And that's where we, with the process, we love it when people are irrational because we take advantage of it. But over the long run, 100%, it can be, it, it is rational. And that's where our process and our strategy that's where I think we add the most value. Well, and, and that's really when we talk about options and Brett. I mean, that's Brett. Brett looks at his computer screen, and it's not, he doesn't really take any action until the markets get irrational. Exactly. And uh, and and that's what we do with our with our stocks as well. Is we wait for you know when we bought Disney a few years ago, everybody was talking about people cutting the cord and ESPN and blah blah you know on and on and on. And Disney stock was down. We bought Disney because we felt like in the long run, Disney still had an incredible business. People were still going to watch ESPN. People are still interested in live sports. And, of course, they have other great businesses, their movie theaters and theme parks, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. But there was a time where exactly what Spencer's saying, that the markets were irrational. And we love that in the short term. In the long run, we believe that markets are rational. and, and, And history has proven that. So a couple things. First off, love the Disney example. That doesn't mean folks listening go out and buy it, but I love the example, right? It is a core piece of our portfolio for us and for clients. Second thing is, if if we merge these two ideas together of planning and then the fear of Armageddon, what you're saying, Brian, is that we have 100 plus years of market history. That is the sole, like it's the backbone of the plan that Spencer creates to people. And that 100 plus years of market history has seen how many events 
that are Armageddonish in nature. World War One, World War Two, Korean War, Vietnam, President impeachment, impeachments. Yeah, nine <laughs> eleven. Remember that did happen before nine yeah. eleven. Uh, president's assassination. All of these things have happened in history. And what's the common denominator over that hundred years? Money finds what? What did you say? Where it's treated well. Money goes where it's treated well. And the market over time has a little hit here and there. But over time, that money finds great places to be and the market rallies. Yeah. You think, That's how you plan. Well, you think about the Armageddon scenario. How do you plan for that? I mean, what do you do? You know, people always talk about why. Well, yeah, buy, well, what'd you do for an Armageddon? You, you buy gold, you buy guns, you buy ammo, you buy, you know, canned <laughs> foods. You know, that's that's what you, that's what you do. But I just think I always come back to what does gold do for you? Okay, you just do this, Brian. You <laughs> I just have to go it. All right, go. I'm a, I'm a broken record. But, you know, you can have all the gold in the world, but the gold gold does not produce anything. I would rather own a, an asset that is producing a great business. And end of, <laughs> end of story. That's, For that's, now. That's, what, that's For really now. all there is to say We about did it. a podcast a while, probably a year, year and a half ago on gold. Everyone should listen to it if you like gold. But that, that's the point is how do you plan around an, an Armageddon event that these guys are scaring the tar out of people about that's never happened, may never happen, when we've got 100 plus years of market history that we can use in the planning process that Spencer does for clients. Well, I think that, it, I think that concept where we have, you know, more re, capital is rational, is, I think capital's been rational a long, long time. I mean, going back even centuries and centuries. Um, now we don't have you know really a documented history of that, but but capital is rational. It's going to go where it's treated well, and if you own great businesses over the long term, yes, we're going to have like recessions yeah. and so on. You're going to be just fine over the long term. Yep. And to Spencer's point, it can be irrational for a short period right. of time. WeWork is a good example of that being irrational. But the market but saw the it. The market saw it. And that's what the market does, is it pivots and whether something's overvalued, brings it back down. Or if something's undervalued, brings it back up. And that's where we execute the plan for clients to help them accomplish their financial goals. Well said. Did you want to keep going on gold, Brian? No. Okay. (laughs) Right on. Well, Spencer, thanks for making the trip down south today. Great to be here. Yes. Yes, it is. Brian. Thank you. See you next week, folks. This is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized financial advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's financial situation is unique, and the topics discussed on this broadcast should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized advice. Specific financial securities discussed are not intended to address any listener's particular financial situation and should not be considered recommendations. This is for educational purposes only. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by calling 888-591-0334.